This is the Formation Lab. Welcome on, welcome all to the Antiques Road Show. That is the Formation Lab. I, as always, am your uh, disheveled co-host, Tim. Uh, but this week, I am without uh, the steadfast, fearless leader that is Luke Clevenger. Uh, this week, no, I am brought. Uh, I have brought to you uh and all of us listeners and all that good jazz whatever i'm trying to say dylan super producer dylan is here how are you dylan listen i'm doing great if you're listening to this and you're doing great i need you to take your shirt off right now i need you swinging around i need you to take an in sync record put that on and as justin timberlake said it's gonna be may it is the month of may baby this is the best month in all of racing We've got we got the Indy uh, Grand Prix coming up. We got the Indy 500. We got Monaco. We got the NASCAR All Star Race, the Coke 600. Woo! Yeah, we we got a lot. There's a lot yeah. coming up, uh, and you know we're both very very excited about it, especially the Indy 500, at which we will both be in attendance uh, with a little bit of a truncated, oddly uh, modified plan by me, Dylan. Again, I am sorry about that with the travel plans. Uh, but Dylan had actually, uh, our whole trip planned down to like five minutes. It was fantastic. Oh, yeah. I had to put zero thought into anything because Dylan is that organized. He oh, is got the next one planned. He's uh, the, the thing is he's not joking. Um, but he is the super producer. Um, but this week we are bringing you the, review of the miami miami grand prix i'm trying to be all fancy and i'm messing up the wrong word um but but the miami grand prix went off this weekend and uh we had some thoughts uh the sharp end of the field ended up about where i think it will end up for the rest of the year with max verstappen winning sergio perez in second and fernando alonso in third um so that will be the pattern we think will shake out but we actually saw some pretty decent midfield racing uh now you know for for all the lack of uh craziness with this race it wasn't half bad yeah there was a lot of talk about how this race was going to be awful especially coming off the heels of baku which was awful um they reduced the drs zone which the drivers were not happy about and i think there was a meeting that the drivers had with the fia basically all the big brass right of, of f1 fia all of that um, and they expressed their displeasure that I, I think the overall gist was that the drivers weren't exactly being heard that like a lot of these decisions were being made without a lot of driver input and, um, all of it being in the name of entertainment and whatnot. And it's kind of been a, an eerily similar path to NASCAR in the mid two thousands where NASCAR grew to be larger than life. Like it almost eclipsed the, the, NFL, which is insane because football is so big in America. Um, and then hubris took over and they basically just imploded making all these dumb decisions because they, you know, thought they could do no wrong. Uh, and F1 under Liberty is kind of looking to, you know, be going down that same path, but I digress. Everyone no, thought it was going to be terrible. I do think <laughs> that's interesting though, because it is a theme. Mm-hmm. They're trying to make it into something for the casual fan. And I feel like they're kind of turning their back instead of like getting to know the the hardcore ingrained fan to think, yeah. oh, maybe we grow in these ways and, you know, think about it better by NASCAR's own example and admission. That's what they did. They played mm-hmm. to try to get a wider base. They played to the lowest common denominator and it did deteriorate their product. 
Yeah. And even like going down to the driver intro, it, it was so awkward. And I think it was LL Cool J did the announcing and everything. Yeah. And, and it was the, a football the, style interview. Our the drivers intro. universally hated it. Yeah, it was cheesy. It was so corny. And it, I think I made, I said this in the group chat. I said, this is like if you told AI to do an American race driver introduction, like this is what AI would come up with. Like it, it, it just seemed like this dystopian, you know, like this is what Americans want to see is cheerleaders with the drivers coming out on like a fake football field on the track. <laughs> what are, we, yeah, talking? It, what are like- we doing here? Yeah, like this is really stupid. So thanks for the bad look, Miami. And who uh, is it for? Who is that intro for, though? Because the casual fan is going to see that and be like, okay. Like they're not going to be like, oh, they, that was cool. Yeah, and the hardcore fans to... aren't going to be stoked about it. They're going to think it's dumb. Well, let, let's be honest here, Dylan, for just a second, because you and I both know that the casual fan in America is what? What do you mean? Stupid massively stupid (laughs) or at least that's what they think they think that we are that dumb and that's probably a european influence and to be honest we haven't really done anything lately that helps dissuade them of that notion i mean we are just lunatics over here i mean florida man does something is a is a running joke globally we know Um, how to get down we (laughs) we know how to boogie uh and uh we we really like shooting each other so that's fun um but anyway I uh, I thought it was interesting um, to get back to the race. Um, I thought it was interesting to see the early stage uh, kind of duking out between Ferrari and Haas and how much trouble that Haas actually gave that Ferrari. And I have to wonder, what is up with that Ferrari? Yeah, it, I think uh, K-Mag, he qualified P4. Um Leclerc, he had two crashes over the weekend, I think, in practice. And then was it qualifying that he crashed again? One of them, uh, it it just kind of popped the front of the car where the he kind of nosed it in, didn't really do much damage. Um, the second one, he went in with the rear and the side, and that did a little bit more damage. Um, the big concern with Ferrari was that they were coming into this weekend with like a new uh, floor and a new rear diffuser. And so they really did not want to damage that. And uh, yeah, he came very close to completely wiping all of that out and like, they don't have a lot of spare parts. So that was rough. Um, and I guess I'm kind of jumping all over the place here. I have ADHD. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it brings us to an interesting uh, question though. Cause you, you know, you said uh, you cited three or four crashes that Leclerc had this weekend. Um, he's done a lot of that lately. Yes. And, and when do we, st- when can, when is it okay to call him crash Leclerc? Well, the thing is, I see two sides of it. One, yes, he has been pretty crashy lately, but also him and signs have kind of admitted that this Ferrari is very, very hard to push to the edge. And it has such a, fine line between being on that edge and crashing that it's it's almost impossible for them to properly push the car um and i think that's why you've seen so many crashes and i almost wonder if that's why at times it seemed like science isn't really pushing to the edge he's been a little i don't know he looks a little tired out on the track sometimes and i think that might be 
because he's not able to bring himself to push it to the edge and, and crash it the way Leclerc does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that it just seems like a Ferrari's more drifting backward, which is kind of sad under Fred Vessor, which you have to wonder what condition Mattia Bonato left it in, but he seemed to be on stronger footing the last couple of years. Did he not? Yeah. I think it's just hubris. Um, I think Ferrari, uh, you know, you can't say that this is a Ferrari, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of the problem there. Um, I don't think there'll be any change anytime soon, but I'm, I'm just a pessimist. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I actually tend to agree with you, but um, you know, I, it wasn't all, it just wasn't a bad weekend for Haas. It was actually pretty decent. Yeah. K-Mag, yeah. He, he qualified P4 Haas got points over the weekend. That's you know, exactly. It's a good, uh, I, I, it's a good one. Wasn't that long ago that Steiner was quoted as saying, I would F half the, what do you say? I would F half no, he the would have done, Yeah. He would have done, done a lot of bad things for, up and down the two points for two points. Yeah. He would have done a lot of unmentionable things. <laughs> oh, uh, his, he actually recently, uh, released a book. Gunter Steiner did for those out there of the, uh, inclination to read about, uh, these things. Um, it is called surviving to drive. Um, which is obviously a play on the uh, Netflix Drive to Survive series, which has brought him to uh, international fame. Um, but I, I got to say, looks a little intense on the book cover. Uh, I do own it. Um, I have started to read it, uh, but it is almost a, a word-for-word transcript of what he has said on Netflix. So I'm a little tired of hearing it, so I, I haven't uh, continued, but uh, I, I, w- I expect to later on this season. Um, as things progress, probably around the summer break, if I had to bet. Um, but yeah. that is out. If you want to check it out, uh, I purchased it on Amazon because the book depository, which had more European choices, has shut down, which was a bummer to find out about. Um, We're actually but, getting paid $400 to promote his book. He personally contacted us. He did. Can- <laughs> he, he wants to get in on the uh, good luck juju, especially going into the month of May, because we have talked to a few people that have had great luck, such as Simon Paginal uh a couple of years ago and takuma sato uh also so a couple of years ago both indy 500 winners he knows the j- good juju is here he came yeah. to us to see us so uh, it's man. a good thing it is a smart man it's the little duck touch um that we like so um but anyway uh other weekends uh mostly actually i saw these things this morning uh, about alpha towery uh first and foremost it looks like they are uh losing franz tossed uh, at the end of the season that's it for him um, and a replacement will be coming, but it also seems to be uh, rumored that Daniel Ricardo will be replacing Nick DeVries in that seat. What do you think about that, Dylan? I've seen conflicting reports that it would be more than likely they would go with one of their uh, drivers in their uh, uh, feeder series rather than going with Ricardo. Um, I don't know. Like he, he did get fitted for a seat recently and DeVries has been pretty bad and it was questionable from the beginning as to why, you know, he was what 27 whenever he got the, when they signed him, which is pretty old for a rookie, you know, not to be ageist, but uh, for a rookie into F1, it it just wasn't a very exciting signing. He did look good in preseason testing, um, but he's just, I mean, there's no other way to put it than he's just been bad this year. And uh, yeah, Ricardo, he got fitted for a seat at AlphaTauri. But that I think they said that that was, just, 
that was unrelated, right? That it was just to um, be a fill-in driver, a reserve driver for them if needed. Yeah. Um, or it could also be a, you know, under the radar thing that they did for a Red Bull seat. Uh, if yeah. the drama with Checo Perez continues, um, but we'll see, uh, who knows? It might've been a power move or it could be that Nick DeVries is out of the drive because he's just been bad. Yeah. So, I think they said he has until was it Spain? Something like that. Yeah. Um, so we might see, and we do know that Daniel Ricardo made mention earlier about how, uh, he had like good things were on the horizon for him, uh, as far as returning to the grid. So that was probably locked in at that point. Um, but the move up, uh, you have seen, uh, little, uh, snippets in the press, uh, being very positive, uh, with comments from Red Bull about the condition of Daniel Ricardo and how fit he is and how he's returned to the Daniel of old that they're used to in his, uh, in his, uh, simulator testing. So yeah, I love to see good. it, you know, yeah. F1 is better with Ricardo in it. So it is. So we might see a. We might see a mid-season uh, move, which is which Red Bull is wont to do yep. on several occasions. Imagine. That's right. Um, How, but were there any other battles that you thought were pretty good? I thought uh, Leclerc and Magnussen was just uh, fantastic. Max kind of carved up the the field. But go ahead. Yeah, I thought Hamilton was was pretty spectacular. He came home, I believe, sixth. Was it? Um, yeah, he, he that was a very strong drive by him. They they looked lost in qualifying and uh it barely made it into Q2 and yeah, they they looked bad point blank. And then uh in typical Hamilton fashion though, they just uh, went back to the notes and got ready for race day and come race day they moved forward the entire race and that's just kind of the story of Hamilton's career. Um so that was cool to see, even though I'm not necessarily a Hamilton fan, but I can appreciate that kind of that kind of work by the team and by him to move forward like that. I thought it was pretty impressive that Max came up through the field the way that he did, and I think that was uh, it had a lot to do with just being on the right tire strategy that was kind of by chance. Um, with him, he qualified bad uh, because. Leclerc crashed in Q1, which or Q3, sorry. And uh, so he didn't get a qualifying run, right? He was on his warm-up lap whenever Leclerc crashed. Session ended, and that was that. And so um they ended up going with, I think it was they started on the hard tire. Everyone else started on the medium tire. And uh it turned out that he was on the correct strategy. And I think they admitted that it was just kind of a a toss up whenever he talked to his, his team, they were trying to decide on it. It just so happened that it worked. Um, but it was still kind of cool seeing him come up through the field, but also pretty tiring to see him the, come up through the field. The, well, yeah, the, that Red Bull is way too strong, uh, right now that the, the Red Bull under DRS is deeply impressive. Uh, the yeah. double overtake of, uh, Leclerc and, um, Magnuson was, on like that was an amazing pass but that drs is mighty he came like a locomotive into that turn um i don't know i i just he carved everybody up the the he signs didn't hardly put up a wasn't able to put up a fight because he was just carved up with 50 yards to go 
Yeah, the tire disadvantage at that point. One thing that uh, I did read was that Aston Martin believes that they have closed the gap um, under DRS to Red Bull. So they think that they've got a uh, similar performance while in DRS. Because like at the beginning of the year, Red Bull had the straight line speed advantage. And they also had the had a massive uh, DRS straight line advantage. Um, that was on full display when uh, uh, Verstappen passed Leclerc and someone else. Was it? Magnuson. Mag- yeah, it was K-Mag. Um, yeah, that's what, I, that's the, the one old... I was talking about. They, he just, he powered, it was like a locomotive. Yeah, he came through like a two for one. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, hopefully uh, they continue to kind of close the gap. I want to see Alonso get a win this year. God, I want to see it happen. We'll see. If anybody can, it's him. He's salty enough to do it. I mean, at some point, one of these Red Bull engines has to go boom, right? Like the racing gods have to bless us with something. We can't just go Red Bull all year. It's the power gap, I think, for me. It's It's the power gap, the straight line speed that's still there, the gap that's there between the Red Bulls and everybody else. The the engine power has to be wicked so high, yeah, that it it has to go bang at some point. It just can't keep up with that. The reliability isn't there anyway. We know that. Monaco, Monaco, I think will be a good chance for uh, for Aston to get a win because the power, the straight line power, is neutralized and it's more down to skill. And Alonso is incredibly skilled. He got that dog in him. He's got he one does more got that win. Do- he does got that dog in him. Yeah. He does got that dog in him. And I think that's actually the perfect episode title. Alonzo. He's got that dog in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Calling it now. We're going to be sitting in the grandstands to the Indy 500, right? Alonzo's yes, going to be on pole. We're going to be watching on your phone because you have that uh, a bullshit carrier that nobody's ever heard of. And for some reason, during the Indy 500 with almost 400,000 people there, you get five bars of service. And then in friggin' 4K, we're watching the Monaco yeah, Grand Prix. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> it was brilliant, though. We oh, just yeah. sat there and everybody's like doing that with their phone. And we're just like, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're having a, a grandiose time. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to bring an external battery this time, though. Oh, I, uh, I, I have one. I, I already had that planned. Yeah, I figured you did. You know who you're dealing with. <laughs> one other thing I want to uh, bring up about yes. the uh, the race, which I don't know, it's not really that relevant, but I thought it was kind of cool. So the uh, pavement at Miami is incredibly smooth, right? And at the beginning of the race weekend, there was no grip at all, no grip. And like, if you were outside of the the preferred line just a little bit you went off the track. Um, and that's what bit Leclerc the first time. Uh, and then there was a massive rainstorm and it washed that rubber away. And it doesn't take much rain to uh, make a track green, which just means that all the rubber goes away. And so there was talk that you know the, the start could be a little chaotic. However, the support series at the track this weekend was the Porsche Carrera Cup, which if you don't watch the Porsche Carrera Cup, you should. It's on Peacock. And the in the US, I don't know how it's aired anywhere else, but um, basically, it's a spec series with a bunch of Porsche 911s, and it's half the field's like semi pro drivers, half of it's just like lawyers and stuff in the lower class, like lawyers and doctors, people with money. Um, but they put on a really good show and it they rubbered in the track because they raced twice over the weekend and they raced early Sunday morning and. I found it interesting that the rubber uh, on those Porsches was compatible with the F1 rubber. 
every now and then you'll run into a case where you'll have a feeder series and the premier series, the rubber is just incompatible. Uh, one year at, at Gateway, that was the case where the truck series ran just before the Indy cars and the Goodyear rubber was not compatible with the Firestone rubber and it was a slippery disaster and there was a lot of crashes and whatnot. But I don't know, it's kind of the race nerd. I found that kind of cool that the Carrera Cup uh, rubbered in the track for the uh, F1 cars and there was a grip. That's kind of sick. And also a testament to uh, your car manufacturer of choice. Oh, yeah. uh, don't uh, don't think that we didn't see that one coming after your uh, declaration of love and indeed everything else for Porsche <laughs> when they had the Red Bull deal. Uh, oh, and yeah. I was, when that broke down, you hated Red Bull again. I was the biggest fan of Red Bull for like a day. <laughs> and then that that happened. And now I'm just. I'm just wandering in the abyss. However, King Ron, my dad, we, we jokingly call him King Ron because he's joking. He, Shit. He is he's King glorious. Ron. He is. Uh, he is the mass. He's the biggest Ford fanboy. Like you, it, it's unbelievable how biased he is towards Ford. Like, yeah. So with them going to Red Bull, he is going to have so much Red Bull Ford merch. It's going to make you sick. And I'm here for it. I was going to say, I, I'm kind of here for it. it yeah. I, all of a sudden, we'll be hearing him talking about Max Verstappen and, you know, talking about Checo Perez, and it's going to be just fantastic. Yep. I can't wait. Um, but uh, that we, that is to come uh, here later on. Next week, or by that, I mean this week, uh, is a bye week for Formula One. Week after, we have Imola, and then we have Monaco. Uh, so it is an off weekend this weekend. Uh, they head to uh, Imola, uh, the famous uh, place of death for Ayrton Senna, uh, and then to Monaco, uh, the classic track where we will have another sprint race, I think, at both. Do we have another? Do we have one at? at Wait, they're doing a sprint at Monaco? They have to be doing a sprint at Monaco. Um, huh. it, the classic tracks, I'll get one. Uh, or at least that was. <laughs> be so oh, boring. no. Never mind. They're just doing uh, practice one, two, three, qualifying, and the race. Nice at Monaco. Okay, so Monaco will be traditional uh, this year, where the race is actually on Saturday. And the thing that we'll be watching in the stands on Sunday, uh, while waiting in the hallow grounds of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, will be a processional thing. So it'll just be down to Alonso qualifying well. Yeah, but it's better than just looking at nothing and just being in our own thoughts. You know, that's true. Whenever we're sitting watching, in the stands <laughs> without watch, much to do. Watching the snake pit is kind of interesting for a while, and then you lose faith in humanity as Steve Aoki goes for the fourth hour in a row uh, <laughs> with EDM music, and you wonder how anyone on God's green and purple earth has that much energy. He, he's he's the guy that does the cake throw, right? I don't know. Uh, I don't one know of those guys things. does the cake throw, where like every time he'll have a, a like a full sheet cake. And like people in the stands will be like, cake me. They'll have like a sign that says cake me. And his thing is that like he has sniper precision and he'll just take this whole sheet cake and just toss it like 20 yards and just blast somebody in the face with a cake. And it's like the people love it. I think it's Steve Aoki. It's one of those guys. As the show's resident diabetic, <laughs> I can attest that my blood sugar is going up just thinking about that. Um, that's that's that. I don't know. That's kind of crazy. Uh, I, I I have no idea. I have turned into the old man where I just shrug and say, I, I just listen to whatever's on the radio. I, I don't know anymore. I've stopped caring. <laughs> I think that's it, really. I've just stopped caring. 
Um, but yeah, that'll be uh, interesting. And yes, it is better than being uh, in our own thoughts. We can actually criticize and whine about Red Bull being too dominant uh, instead of Lewis Hamilton, though, this year. So and it'll be and interesting. It, it makes you appreciate the Indy 500 more, though, because it's like having a meal of just like broccoli and then you get your dessert, which is the Indy 500, you know? So, you yeah. you know, it makes you just really appreciate that. I like broccoli, but. And the other thing that's nice is that you're guaranteed to have a better on-track race product in front of you. Yeah. You know, we can watch Monaco and it was rainy last year. So that was interesting. But uh, yeah, the the Indy 500, as always, delivered. So. This um, weekend, though. Yes. Is the GMR Indy Grand Prix. Uh, To anyone that doesn't know, that is the uh, Indy road course. So the uh, track that F1 used to race on, it's, it's a little bit modified now. Like they, uh, the F1 used to go out onto the oval between turns one and two, but going in reverse direction. Nowadays you kind of jump onto the track, but you immediately jump into a chicane. So uh, after the whole tire debacle, uh, what was it? 2005. Yeah, they stopped uh, the Bridgestone they, Goodyear tire department. Yeah, yeah. So the, it, it had to do with the way that they diamond grind the track, and uh, they still do that because Indy is always like butter smooth. Uh, but yeah, it, it's the F one circuit, uh, and it usually races pretty good. It's a, it's a European style track, very smooth, um, really good passing opportunities in IndyCar. They really put on a good show. I would say Grosjean will be a favorite in, in the race uh, because he's, he's been on fire this year. Um, You know, he's self-destructed a couple of times and crashed himself out, but the past couple of weekends, he's been phenomenal. Um, And and he's kind of shown that known, he knows when to hold him, knows when to fold him. Like he clearly backed off in a couple of moments where he could have gone for it, which was nice. Yes. Uh, One thing though, that will shake things up is that, uh, on Friday, so tomorrow or today, I would assume when this comes out, um, it's going to rain. And so they qualify on Friday and they race on Saturday. So, uh, you're going to have potentially qualifying in the rain and then the race will be in the dry. So you might have kind of a shuffled up field where, you know, you might have a car that's really good in the wet and it's going to start towards the front and then it's going to start to fall back. So anytime you have those conditions, it's kind of cool because you get to see people come and go right at the beginning of the race. Um, there is a chance of rain, but not a big chance uh, on race day. There so, you go. Yeah, it'll be good. Also, also, I'm a, a huge sports car fan. Um, IMSA is racing at Laguna Seca this weekend. It's oh, the sick. Full, really? Yes, it's the full IMSA that. weekend. So you're going to have... Uh, all the feeder series and everything, everything's going to be on Peacock. So um, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but starting on Friday, which I'm typing it in right now, uh, they should start to be out there. That's I think, outstanding. I think they're going to have the, uh, you have like the WeatherTech series, which is the, you know, the premier cars, the same, what you'll see at the 24 hours of Daytona. Then you get the like pilot challenge, which is going to be instead of Porsche 911s, you have Porsche Caymans Um, instead of, you know, you'll have like the Ford Mustang and stuff out there. Um, It's basically a GT2 car series, but that always puts on a good show. Um, So yeah, this is a May rips. I was just say that I'm so excited. I completely forgot about uh, the series that series. So tune in this weekend. America has some pretty good stuff. 
uh, Europe will be back next week with their stuff. But for now, we will keep you uh, tied it over. Um, but I think that will actually cover all of it. I have one more. more thing. Yes. Actually, so, okay, it gets even better. <laughs> I'm looking at the schedule right now. So starting on Saturday, um, we have the Mazda MX-5 Cup. If you've never okay. watched an MX-5 Cup race, you have to watch it. It's Miatas, okay? It's the spec series. At the 24 hours of Daytona, these Miatas finish like four and five wide every year. It's absolute chaos. They beat the crap out of these cars. They race so hard. It's some of the best racing you'll ever watch. It's phenomenal. So uh, on Saturday, we have race one. Um, and it looks like we have the WeatherTech sports car um, qualifying, which is the premier class, right? Um, and then you have the Lamborghini Super Trofeo race, which is the spec Lamborghini series, similar to the Porsche Carrera Cup. You've got the uh, pilot challenge race also on Saturday. So that will be on Peacock. It's uh, I think it's like an hour and 20 minutes or something like that. So it's, um, you know, it's a, a shorter race. Then uh, let's see. Then you have on Sunday, you've got the MX-5 Cup race two, the Trofeo race two, and then you have the premier class race. So that's going to be great. One last thing that I wanted to bring up, though, uh, yes. is not this weekend, but next weekend is the NASCAR All-Star race. And uh, it's really cool what they're doing. So North Wilkesboro is one of the original NASCAR tracks. Like it is legendary, but it's, um, I don't know how I put it. it it's like Monza to F1. Hallowed ground. Um, yes. Uh, it shut down in the nineties because there was a big trend. Like I said earlier, NASCAR shot themselves in the foot. There was a big trend to go to these bigger racetracks uh, that could house more people, the mile and a half racetracks. And people started to say, you know, who cares about short track racing in recent years, there's been a resurgence of short track racing. North Wilkesboro was run down. Basically it, it was abandoned for like 20 something years, almost 30 years. And, uh, but then there's been a revived, a, a renewed interest in it. And in the past couple of years, NASCAR, uh, with a lot of effort by Dale Earnhardt Jr. has gone in and started to restore the track while also like leaving in as much original features as possible. So, uh, some of the announcer stands were like too rotted to restore. So those went, uh, some of the grandstands were too rotted, but they left a lot in there. Like a lot of the, um, uh, concession stands, all of that is original. It's like got the old Winston cup paint on it and everything. Nice. The track, it legitimately looks almost like a time capsule. Like they've went in and repainted some stuff, left some stuff, some stuff original, um, but it's freaking awesome. They haven't raced there. I think 95 was the last time NASCAR, the cup series actually raced there. So it's the same surface that like, you know, Davey Alice, Allison, Richard Petty, Dale Earnhardt senior, like all these guys, that's the same surface that they raced on and they're coming back to it. Um, so that's really that's cool. Pretty sick. Yeah. I wish more yeah. I, that's maybe one day F1 will regain this mentality. They're about to go through some tough times. I think they're going to, yeah. they're going to do the same thing NASCAR did. And then eventually they're going to come back to the roots, but I don't know. I'm so excited about it because, um, you know, I'm a racing nerd, like especially the history of the sports and whatnot, but the, uh, the trophy for the all-star race has been getting a lot of, uh, chatter on Twitter it, some people love it. Some people hate it. It's a miniature moonshine still. And so like the, what NASCAR originated was moonshiners 
running from the cops, right? So they would soup up their cars, they would make their moonshine, put it in the cars, and like to deliver it, they would have to run from the cops. They got so good at souping up their cars, they got bored and started racing each other, like the moonshiners would see who had the fastest car, and thus NASCAR was born. So with them coming back to their roots, going to North Wilkesboro, the trophy is like this big copper moonshine still. And it, you know, it's a little That's cheesy, awesome. but also it's also kind of cool. It's like on this wood base. Yeah, it's kind of sick. I like that. I, I don't me. know. I don't know who says no. That's actually kind of funny. It's uh, and kind of respectful of the roots. Yeah, it's a beautiful I mean, it's just, trophy too. It's like this polished, like brass looking yeah. thing. It's that's awesome. Neat. Yeah, no, that 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 plays. I like that. Yeah. So that's yeah. just more stuff coming up in the month. Of I was May. say the month of May delivers. You yeah, know that we had the we had a little uh, uh, start to our year back in January as a as a nice present post holidays, but this is actually Christmas. Yeah. So for for racing fans the the all-star race is always kind of cool but also kind of a a a shit show um but they're going back to the roots with the old all-star race formats where it's going to be just a normal style race um and then after that you've got the coke 600 so like good things open open wheel fans that only watch monaco and the indy 500 give the coke 600 a chance it happens in the evening it is as close to an endurance race as nascar gets and it's it's a grind, dude. It's like a four hour race, yeah. but it, it's brutal, man. Like there's a lot of mechanical failures. It's neat. I'll shut up now. I get too no, hyped you're good. for me. I was going to say, May, <laughs> there's so May much good racing coming up. The gift that keeps on giving. Uh, so yeah. please stay tuned to our Twitter feed. Uh, we are at uh, Formation Lap 101 on Twitter. Um, I deleted my Twitter because I thought that I was getting hacked a lot and the Twitter app was the only thing that was going wrong. So haven't been hacked since. So I, I might've been onto something, um, but uh, you can find us on there for everything. Um, and otherwise we will see you guys again next week. Thank you very much. Talk put your to you shirts soon. on. Oh yeah. Please put your shirts on before you go back in public for the love of God. We don't need to see that. Bye.